Hey there, this is John from FatStacksBlog.com and today I want to step you through in a fairly in-depth manner how to publish better and more content by writing less or not writing at all. Before we jump into today's topic, this is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a high-tech platform for bloggers that does some really cool display ad split testing to increase your revenue. They basically split test ads in all different locations on your site and will present the number of ads, location of ads, the size of ads that result in the highest revenue on every single URL. If you monetize with ads, check out Ezoic today. Moving on. Okay, this topic was inspired from a reader, a Fatstacks email reader, who emailed me and said, hey, great email, John. So he's a good way to get me to open up the emails. He goes on to say, I'm reluctant to hand research over to someone else as it feels like I'm giving up a lot of the control on my site, but it's really the next big hurdle I need to overcome. Any thoughts? Yes, I have a lot of thoughts and it's based on years of doing this and I've had the same issue way back when because the default thought when you are publishing a niche site is nobody can do it as well as I can. And so I don't want anybody else working on it because I don't want to compromise the quality of it. But then you're faced with the problem is you could only write so much. You could only do so much. And the more you're dealing with a website and as it grows, other things come up that take up your time. And I know it sounds weird. It's like, well, what else do you have to do than to write? But I'm always amazed at my days because I they're filled with stuff and it's not writing and it's other things and it just these things just take up the time so to scale you need to think about outsourcing but you also need to let go of the notion that only you can do it so you do have to let go all right now here's here's the secret here's where you gotta get your mindset into it and I've experienced this firsthand you are not the best writer for your website, all right? Don't think you are. You aren't. There are exceptions. I'll cover that later. But generally speaking, if you publish a new site, you're not the best writer. There are experts who know more and they write better. And in fact, the, the more I hire writers and am paying for good writing, I'm amazed at the quality of writing, much better than I can. I'm, I'm a passable writer. I'm okay. I can get the job done. But I am able to hire writers who just have a much better flair and knack for writing. And you combine that with expertise within the topic or the subject matter, you get exceptional content. All right. But here's the thing. You got to pay for it. You, you really do. All right. You, you can't get something for nothing. So let's, let's take example Jeff Bezos. We know him, he owns Amazon, but you, what you may not know is he also owns the Washington Post, one of the most iconic popular newspapers, both online and print in the world. And guess what? He doesn't write the articles. He doesn't write the content. He hires people to do it. He's, he's merely the owner, the publisher of that publication. Yet, Nobody would say that the Washington Post is a terrible publication. No, it's considered one of the best. And the owner doesn't write for it. So there's no reason why you, you can't get into the same position. All right. The other thing you need to get to your mind is, and, and this is where you, your editor or publisher hat comes into play, is that your content does not need to be perfect. 
It just needs to be better than what else is online. All right. It reminds me of, uh, I love, I love this joke. Okay. There's two guys in the jungle when they see a lion running towards them. Frantically, one of the men starts putting on his running shoes. Surprised, the other man says, what are you thinking? You can't outrun a lion. The other guy says, I don't have to outrun the lion, says the man. I just have to outrun you. And that's it. I mean, that, that kind of summarizes, if your article is the best and it's able to attract the most links, and whatever it is, uh, there's a lot of factors ranking. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that just because you write a better article, it's going to be number one. There are other, other elements involved, and that includes the ability to attract links with that content, however you go about that. And it all obviously has to be good. It has to be better than what's else what else is out there and if you do all of this not every article is going to rank number one but you're, you you publish enough and you're going to start seeing a pattern that you are going to rank you may rank number three number two number one and this is all going to result in traffic which is what you want okay so sometimes you're going to have to do there's that jargon approach to content 10 times content all right that is where you're writing something that's 10 times better than the, the next best out there and there's a good argument for that. But I'm also putting forth the argument that sometimes not every piece of writing that you publish needs to be that good. It, it really depends what it's designed to do, what, what you're doing with it. I don't put 10 times effort into everything I publish because it's not necessary. At some point, the economics don't work out. The tricky part is, as publisher, or you're prob probably if you're at the stage where you're outsourcing writing you're also the editor in a sense that you're basically controlling the flow of content it's your job to figure out what level or quality of content you want to pay for based on the topic I don't pay the same rate for every piece of content that I publish it varies tremendously I will pay as low as 2.7 cents per word not for a whole lot of content but there's still some content and that, that's very low if you're new to this by the way uh, there is still some I will order. Usually it's on text broker. It's the four stars, 2.7 cents a word. Very low cost. I will still use that for very select piece of content. Okay, It's not much. Most of the content that I order is in the six to eight cent range. I know that sounds a lot, but it really, really does pay off in the long run. I will pay quite a bit more for something that needs a really high level of expertise. So I'm all over the board. It's up to me to decide, okay, I need to spend this much for that, I need to spend this much for that, and so on. Now there is an exception to this whole scaling with outsourcing and becoming a publisher and all of that, okay? Now if, if this is you, this entire presentation no longer applies, all right? And that is, is if you are the voice, the personality behind the website. And, and this is a perfectly viable model. There are a lot of successful websites and blogs out there. It's kind of more the blogging style. People, your reader, you have a, a readership, a built-up following. They don't want to read somebody else, no matter how good they are. They want your opinions. They want you. They want your voice. They want you. And maybe you write once a day. Maybe you write, publish once a week. But at the end of the day, the site is you. And that's a totally, totally viable model for the most part. That's what Fat Sucks Blog is all about. It's mostly me. It's my opinions. I'm just writing about what I'm doing with my other niche sites. Okay, so if this is you, you're, you're not interested in scaling. You're scaling by growing an audience merely just because of the content that you're putting out and that you produce yourself. All right? 
But let's move forward and let's assume you want to scale, you want to be a publisher and not a writer. While I just said your content just needs to be better than what else is out there, at the same time you don't want to publish garbage. Let's say you find let's say you find one of those awesome keywords or topics that nobody's really covered. I, I love those situations. And that actually has some search volume. Right? Clearly you could you could in theory publish an utter piece of garbage, do your on-site SEO property with the titles and all of that, and rank for it. Okay, but you, you don't want to pollute your website with garbage content. It's got to be good. It's got to hit a certain baseline and have standards. If you're going to be a publisher, have standards, right? The Washington Post has standards. I'm not saying you need to elevate yourself to that level right away, but you should have standards, not, not utter garbage. Now, at some point, you're going to want to hire someone to maintain those standards. That'd be kind of an editorial position, or I, I call it a content strategist position. And I have a person who does this part-time, very talented person, uh, comes up with the topics, does the keyword research, orders the content, refines the content brief templates, so on and so forth, vets the return content. Okay, now that's that position's not going to happen overnight for you. For most people, getting started just hiring some people to produce the content, which means you're the editor, you control the quality. And it's paramount, paramount, because I have so often not done this. I've made this mistake so many times, I'm now fanatical about not making the mistake. And that is carefully vetting the content returned to you. Do not assume, even if you pay six, eight, ten cents a word, that it is excellent. Sometimes writers just don't get it. Or maybe they phoned it in for whatever reason. You need to expect what you pay for. Now, if you pay 2.7 cents a word, do not expect Pulitzer Prize winning content. It's not going to happen. You have to be realistic about this. But if you're paying 10, 12 cents a word, you should expect really high caliber writing. Now, in a nutshell, this is my formula for good writing. This is what I look for. This is what I instruct. And this is typically at the six, eight, ten cents a word rate. I'm not I'm not going to expect all this at the at the two point seven cent word per rate. Essentially a good writing formula is really solid research with multiple sources. I don't want someone to go find an article and rewrite it. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to regurgitate something that's already out there. I'm looking to publish something that's better, that's unique, that comes from a unique angle, that has unique perspectives, has a unique voice, that offers something different. I also like articles typically, not, not all articles can, can have this feature to it, but a lot can, and that is being opinionated. I love opinions. Everyone's got an opinion. A quality writer who knows the topic will have an opinion, multiple opinions within it. And I like them to state it and put it in the article because it gives it substance. It gives it heft. The readers don't have to agree, but it gives people something to think about. And I like that. The next thing in a good writing formula is that it is thorough. I loathe articles that do not thoroughly cover the topic. I, I pay for usually fairly high word counts in my article orders, 1800 plus words. And I, I pick those word count ranges based on what I suspect that the topic needs. Now I've been in my niches for a long time, so I have a pretty good idea about what 
how many words a particular topic is going to need. I don't always nail it. Sometimes writers come back to me and say, well, you know, uh, John, I, I've, I've, I've done all I could, but I really don't think this article needs 1,800 words. I'm, I'm pretty much tapped out at 1,400. Okay, you know, I'm going to trust them that, that they, they're right and so forth. They, they gave it an effort. Sometimes they come back and say, listen, 2,000 words is not even close. I'm going to need 3,500. Okay, I'm going to have to trust them, and if there's a problem, I can request a revision and deal with it after that. But I do trust the writers when they come back. At least, at least they're thinking about this, they're taking it seriously, and so I will take them seriously. But it needs to be thorough. I do not like it when articles are thorough. Now, one thing you can do to help get thorough articles is provide really detailed instructions and a detailed content brief. It helps tremendously. I used to be fairly lazy and not provide a lot of direction, and I find that the more effort I put into the instructions, the more detail that goes into the, the content brief for the writer, the better the results because they have total direction. They don't have to think about what needs to be included. They just need to focus on really good writing and research. Now the last thing that I look for in good writing is a unique voice and I specify this in every batch of instructions I send. I I can tell right away in the introduction if there is a interesting voice. Now, I'm not looking for the same type of voice, the same tone or style of writing for every article. I like it varied. The key is is that there is actually something interesting in the tone and the voice of the writing. That's what's important, right? I don't want it to read like a robot. That's the problem with the low-cost stuff. It's, it's usually written just almost robotically, and it reads terribly, and it's boring, and nobody cares. And I don't think that type of content has a chance of performing nearly as well as something that has flair, that's unique, that's opinionated, it's personable, interesting, funny, snarky, witty, maybe even a little bit of sarcasm. Sometimes a piece of content needs to be more professional. Maybe it needs to be more of a journalistic tone. That's okay if that's what the topic requires, and so be it. I tend to tend to prefer something more on the personable side. It tends to engage readers a lot more readily. It engages me. When I show up to a website and I notice, oh, this, this writer is interesting. I, I like the tone. It's fun. It's, it's funny, opinionated. I like that. I read. I continue reading. I enjoy that. Okay, so... Look for those four things, solid research, multiple resources, opinionated, and that's not always going to apply, but when it can, you want to tell your writers, inject your opinion. Get, get your readers thinking about it. If they disagree, that's great. That's fine. Let them disagree in the comments. It needs to be thorough, and it needs to have a unique voice and style. Now, let's return back to Steve's concern. Steve was the person who emailed me with this question about outsourcing. Now, Steve's concern on the surface of it is, is and he states this, is he is concerned about outsourcing without compromising quality. That's not really Steve's problem. That's not really any website owner's problem. Here's what the problem is. Steve is concerned about, compromise, uh, about outsourcing and compromising quality, but without having to spend much money. That's the problem. Steve and many people, myself included, we want the world's best writing and articles, but we don't want to pay for it. And that's the problem. That's the problem we all face. And so you need to think of a way to get around that. Now, one thing is, uh, is you could outsource a little bit of content, invest in more quality, more quality not, not quantity, 
and perhaps continue writing a little bit yourself. You're taking some off your plate, you're getting some help, that's a good transition approach. All right, but if you are funded and you have revenue coming in or you are, have funds set aside to invest in this project, you definitely want to focus on investing in quality. All right, you pay two cents a word. No amount of instructions or detail in your content brief is going to result in a good article. Believe me, I have, I have spent a lot of money paying for lower cost content and while it can be okay, it's never going to be great. And because, I mean, why would a writer work for two cents a word if their quality is worth six or eight cents a word? It doesn't make sense, right? The people that are writing at two cents a word. Now, now you can get lucky, all right? You can get lucky with freelancers who are just breaking in and they're talented and they jump into these writing agencies and they have no, no reviews, no experience, no return work. So they have to accept the low the low rate. It doesn't take these writers long though until they're starting to you know, be able to command the higher rates. You need to pay between six and ten cents a word for something decent, okay? And you need to provide them the detailed instructions and an outline and this is going to help you get really good results. Every minute you invest in outlines and instructions will yield many times over the benefit to your content. It really will. Now, that doesn't mean you need to reinvent the wheel every time you order an article. I literally have 20 plus content brief templates and my content strategist is adding to them. For every type of article that, that I publish across all my sites, I have a starting template and it has a lot of the boilerplate stuff in there so I don't have to redo it. I just go in and we insert the detailed outline and the rest of the instructions which are almost always the same across the articles, the formatting, how to do introductions, my expectations, etc., etc., are all the same. So essentially all we're really doing when we're ordering content is inserting a detailed outline of what we want covered. Now, can you just say to the art writer, hey, just research and write and cover this topic? You can, and sometimes you're going to get really good results, but sometimes you're going to get a writer who just doesn't get the, the outlining part of it. They may be a very good writer, but they don't really understand structuring an article from start to finish and, and thoroughly going through a topic. If you provide them the outline, you're going to avoid any problems. And believe me, it takes time to request revisions. You have to point out the problems. You have to explain what you want. You can avoid all this with good instructions from the get-go. So if you're in a niche, chances are that you're probably well worth your time and money to look for expertise, somebody who actually knows the topic. Now, I always get a kick out of the, I'm an SEO writer, and I can pretty much research anything. Yeah, so can I. I can type it into Google, and I can get all sorts of information, and that's their approach, and I don't really like that. I much prefer somebody who has a certain level of, of experience, work history, something, they know something about the topic without having to go to our mutual friend Google, okay? So if, if your topic needs expertise, take the time to find it, to get it, to seek it out. A two-week delay in fighting, finding the right writers will not hurt your site. It's only going to benefit. You, you want the right writer with the right combination of expertise and the ability to write. Just because they have expertise doesn't mean they can write. You need both, and, and this is what takes time to find it. So where do you find these experts? Well, I have tried, I don't know, 
dozens, dozens of writing sources always looking for the best combination of quality, expertise, and of course price. You know, when I when I say you need to invest in writing, it's true, but at the same time you can't, you know, if somebody quotes you 25 cents a word for an article that at best is going to get 500 visits per month, the economics don't really make sense, right? You're going to spend hundreds of dollars on the article, maybe thousands, and you'll never make that money back. So you got to be realistic about it too. It is a business, okay? So where do you find these experts? Well, I've narrowed it down to three areas, three sources that I have found by far the best combination of expertise and writing ability, okay? And the first one is, and this doesn't apply to all niches, is universities or technical schools in your area. I have, back when I published a law blog for a law practice, I hired law students. And it was like this aha revelation to me because it was like, here's this enormous pool of people. When you're in law school, you pretty much know the law about as good as you're going to get because you're, you're learning, you're reading about the, the latest cases and case law and legislation that's coming out. When you're practicing law, you, st- you stay on top of it, but you're, you're doing a lot of other stuff. But when you're studying law, you get to, you get to know the most current work. So here's, here's this pool of people who are completely in the know with the latest in, in the legal field. And because they're students and they're looking for part-time work, they're typically not looking for full, full lawyer rates. They're looking for student rates, maybe a little bit more because they're technically graduals, graduate students. So anyways, the point is universities, you just call the career department and you say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I, I want to hire a writer. Part-time will be fine. Um, I'm willing to pay this much. Now, you, you can't pay them like minimum wage. You have to pay a little bit more because college kids can get minimum wage jobs anywhere. But there are perks to this type of work, right? They can work at their home. They can work when they want, that sort of thing. It's also a pretty good resume job when they're graduating to be a writer. It beats, you know, some retail position, I think, for, for a resume. So there's a huge pool of talent out there across all sorts of disciplines and topics. So that has worked out really well for me. One of my other favorite sources is Writer Access. Okay, they they have they attract really good writers because they pay well. And they pay well because publishers go there and they are willing to pay. So there's a lot of publishers who go and hire writers there who are willing to pay higher rates, which attracts better writers and in turn just creates a better service. You can you can do uh, submit projects out called a casting call looking for people to apply for your work. It's like Upwork, but you're just dealing with writers. And you could specify certain levels of expertise, whether they have certain certifications or degrees or work history or all of that. And this is a way to find true experts in these fields. And I have been on Writer Access for years, and I'm telling you, the you can find experts in anything. You can find medical doctors, lawyers. I mean, there's people who moonlight writing, maybe because they like it and want the extra money, whatever. I don't know what the reasons are, but they are true experts on there, and it's great. Now, you have to pay for them. I mean, you know, you're going to hire a lawyer to write an article. You're going to pay top dollar. They're not going to do it for, for peanuts, right? It's the same maybe with a, a credentialed uh, journeyman, fully ticketed plumber. They know their business. They, they they earn a good hourly rate. They're not going to write for less. So you got to be willing to pay when you're doing these casting calls for the experts. And another re, another source for really good writers that has worked out for me numerous times is Craigslist. 
I have found some terrific local writers. Uh, sometimes they're stay-at-home parents who have a great level of expertise. They just need something flexible that's part-time. They, they can work on when they want at home. A huge pool of talent out there via Craigslist. It's amazing. I've, I currently have a, a part-time writer who I hired on Craigslist. This guy's amazing. In fact, he was an editor of a small town newspaper, and now he's just looking to write Moonlight on the side, and he's fantastic. So those are my three favorite sources for hiring expertise without breaking the bank, but you, you do have to pay. There's one, this is not 2.7 cents a word writing. This is higher level, but you're going to be able to find great level of expertise combined with really good writing. Now, the further along you go, what you what you want to pursue is establishing writing relationships with writers. Okay, now if you use a, a service like Writer Access, which is essentially like a, a, a big writing agency or brokerage that bring publishers and writers together. Now, if you're going to use that, build up a list of what they call it the love list of basically your favorite writers because then you can just start submitting directly to them or submit topics to a one writer which is really great because you can enter into this into this working workflow where you don't even have to give them instructions anymore you give them the topic and they know exactly what to do because they've done it already five times for you and you just say oh hey uh hey mike i, I needed uh this topic covered same same approach as last time thanks a lot and it's done and you can do this over and over. I have several of these relationships relationships on writer access where I just simply send them the topic and they handle it and they do a really, really good job. They've been vetted. I've liked their work when they first started take, picking up assignments and now I just direct order with them. This is obviously the same with in-house writers. This is a huge benefit of in-house writers. They're going to get to know all the all the way you like your content, the way you like your writing, the way you like your articles. Eventually, it gets to the point where you just give them access to a spreadsheet and they just start picking topics off and write the work. Now, why wouldn't I just work exclusively with in-house writers? A big reason with that is is I like writer access because I can literally submit thirty topics in one day and have them all returned to me ten days later. I like that. When you work with a one in-house writer, they can't do that. You don't want them to do that because they'll be garbage. They can only produce so much over time. So I use a mix, and it works really well for me. It allows me to order in volume, but at the same time, I also have really tight, close working relationships with in-house writers for a particular type of content. It is possible to scale, and unless you just want to keep writing for your blog and that's totally good. I do it for fat stacks. I enjoy writing, but if you really want to build up an online publishing business, you got to start thinking, you got to let go about this notion that nobody else can do it as good as you, because the reality is a lot of people can write better than you and they will make your website better than you can. 